Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. I'm Shelby Stokes, and here today with me is my co-host and friend, Casey Cool. Hey, got friends and, today. Hey, yeah, you did. And this <laughs> week, we also have joining us a co-host of Acts of the Blood God, which is a video game podcast dedicated to news and info around RPGs, Nadia Oxford. Welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me on the show and teaching me about fermented tea. You're welcome. <laughs> that's right. And that's what that was it. Actually, we're done. That was the whole <laughs> All right. <laughs> Later. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about kombucha because I didn't want to be the only one drinking on a podcast. That feels like I'm betraying my podcast friends oh, at that point. Yeah, that's the other thing. They do have some alcohol in them. So is yours oh, a little they? bit of a naughty one? Yeah, there's some like <laughs> okay. uh, the trilogy. You know, Trilogy is the GT kombucha is the brand. And if it's the black label, it's one that if you drank it at work, people might look at you like you have a problem. <laughs> like, what do you, it's, it's eight in the morning, sir. You're like, don't worry about it. It's, you know. it's 8 p.m. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how it's disguised as a health drink, like kombucha. Yes. But nope, actually, you're getting toasty. Very nice. Oh, I think you'd have to drink quite a bit. But yeah, you definitely could. And actually, by the time you got toasty from it, your stomach would be churning from like all the probiotics. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Let me make yeah. a note. Perfect for kids' soccer games. Yes, awesome. Yes. I gotta go. I gotta you go. just want to get lightly toasted <laughs> yes. and not completely off your yes. ass. Yeah. yeah, just a nice little buzz. <laughs> well, Nadia, thank you so much for coming. So I've been listening to your podcast for the last few years. Uh, you uh, and uh, you and Cat Bailey. And so how did Axe of Blood God get started? Well, Kat uh, started it something like five years ago. And this was at when we were at US Gamer, actually before I even joined US Gamer. Right. And when I came on full time, uh, she said, uh, basically, I need a host for today's episode of, of Axe of the Blood God. You just want to join it? And I said, sure. And then next thing I knew, I was the co-host because I would basically just sat in on every episode and uh things yeah, naturally happen go. and obviously you have a love of rpgs that behind us obviously our oh, listeners yeah. can't see it but you have a plethora of gaming trash uh, not trash i'd say i'd say treasures personally i see that beautiful charizard <laughs> back there that caught my eye the big charizard stuffy i do love the charizard i bought that when i went to new york city um at the nintendo store because i was there for actually a preview for super mario maker 2 and I had to blow a bunch of hours before the plane came around. So I said, okay, you know what? I'll go to the Nintendo store. And I went there and I bought a Charizard. There you go. Now, you, you talked about it too. You previously were a games writer and currently you're just doing the podcast, but you're doing freelance writing too, correct? Or what, what is, what's on the horizon for you with the game writing? Well, yeah, basically I'm doing, um, it's funny. I thought, okay, once US Game War is done, I, I'm done with games writing for a while. I'll get into other stuff. And then people asked me to write for them and I said, sure okay yeah. <laughs> if i don't have to if you're thinking of the idea for me i'm good i'll, I'll write for you if you want me to think of ideas uh go over there for a while because i'll get back to you in a year or so but uh yeah i'm freelancing i do pieces for inverse i do pieces for rock paper shotgun uh reviews on occasion i also um do like you said i do the podcast and i've been doing a bit of game localization as well oh cool so, oh wow many hats Yes, definitely a lot of wearing a lot of hats lately, and uh, I'm pretty okay with that. Um, I miss you as gamer a lot, but I like being kind of on my own schedule where I can just be up at 11 o'clock and not care. Yes, which I appreciate, because right now we're doing the West Coast, no East Coast thing. So I want to know, what's the localization <laughs> process like? What, how does that work? 
Uh, basically, localization, I think it like I've only done really one project for now. It's coming out in February. It's called Variable Barricade. It's a it's a it's a romance thing. It's very cute. But the way it worked for me was um, I would have a rough translation of uh, Japanese to English and I would take that and make it a little more um, palatable, I suppose, for reading, like from a Western context, at least. Uh, I don't mean like changing a lot of things up or anything like that. I'm just saying that direct Japanese tends to be a little bit dry and just kind of making it a little more flavorful, mm. a little while well, also keeping the, of course, the original intent and mm. and everything like that, especially the last game I, I localized was uh, it's very Japanese in nature, like very steeped in Japanese culture. So you don't want to mess with that too much, but you also have to figure out how to explain to people, okay, well, this is kind of an obscure Japanese tradition that might go over your head. And right. finding that balance is, is kind of what I do. And uh, yeah, that's, um, it's, it's pretty fun work, pretty rewarding work. I enjoyed it very much. That's, that sounds like a very rewarding process. I've always been interested in that localization work. I think that's one of the, Me too. the yeah. unsung jobs. Yeah, I don't know if you read my interview with uh, Ted Woolsey, localizer, back at US Game when I was at US Gamer. But uh, Ted Woolsey was um, localizer for Final Fantasy VI, and he was really one of the first really known. Yes, I did read that article. Okay, no, I did. Yes, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying he was like one of the more, I guess, the first name that Westerners really started to attach to localization mm-hmm. like on a regular basis. Yes. And so I kind of grew up with Final Fantasy VI and his localization, and that's what got me interested in the field to begin with. So everything kind of came around in a nice little bow. Interesting. So in terms of like the localization, did they send you pages and pages of verbiage to kind of translate or work out? Or what it is was that? a How lot of pages words. are you looking was, at with a project? Like it was a lot of words. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, and everything was on Excel sheets, which makes it even better. Oh, wow. Yeah. Excel, not very friendly when no. it comes to a written word at times. It really isn't. So uh, part of the job was wrangling that too. What is your background with Japanese? Like, are you fluent or is there a lot of cross-referencing or how does... Oh, I don't know any Japanese at all. Oh, wow. That's why someone else translated. Got you. Got you. Me. They hand you... Okay, so you don't need to be... I, that's for the people that are interested in maybe doing the job. I didn't know if you needed to have yeah. some background so someone can translate and then you can... Yeah, yeah. Translation that's and localization, cool. definitely different process. Yeah, for sure. So in regards to, um, yes. you know, Japanese culture and trying to translate that over, was there a lot of research on your end in terms of digging through those different elements or do they help kind of surface some of those traditions oh just a little bit on my end i'm already pretty familiar with uh i mean it wasn't like it's not completely overboard it's just a very um like i said more of a traditional uh story that's steeped in traditional japanese uh uh tropes i suppose you could say so it wasn't um it's it's stuff i was already pretty familiar with but certain uh, certain challenges came with translating uh japanese phrases that are said every day as like a it just kind of a process, a, a day-by-day process into something that you can read in English and understand. So there are some interesting challenges. <laughs> gotcha. So that's interesting. What you talk about tropes too, we just actually wrapped up our month. We did a theme for the month called JRPG July. That's when we were originally going to have you on. Cause that's, and we're going to do this every <laughs> nice. year now, the JRPG July, but we, we talk, you know, like there's certain experiences with JRPGs and tropes. And you like RPGs as a whole. Has that always been your favorite genre? Was that your, like your first foot into gaming? Or what? what is it that RPGs do for you that other genres do? My first game was actually Donkey Kong on the ColecoVision, like nice. 1984 or something like that. So <laughs> I definitely Solid. started Great with a, an action background. Like I got my NES, I got Mario, I got Mega Man, all of that. And at some point, 
my brother borrowed Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest from a friend. And I just immediately fell in love with it because I've always been a, a very voracious, avid reader and especially of like fantasy and hmm. and fiction. And so the idea of not just getting to play a game, but to have a story in there too, like even something a little more robust than, hey, save the princess, which Dragon Quest is that too, but it's a, it has like right. but more. But more. Yeah, so right, right. that's what really kind of turned me on to RPGs and it's actually still a big reason why I like RPGs. I'm not exactly looking for Pulitzer award-winning stuff here, but uh, there's some really great stories to be had, and they're very enjoyable. It's like comfort yeah, food yeah. almost, right? You know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get some of those tropes, and then you might see it from a new lens, or there might be a character that just blows yeah. you away. I've been playing them also for years, so I'm always like, okay, I've seen yeah. this, I've seen this. Sometimes it's like with certain mechanics... Uh, last time I was really blown off my feet was Octopath. Dragon Quest XI was Yeah, that's a great game. I was looking at your guys' as The Axe of the Blood God, your banner on Twitter. It's you guys as... Uh, yeah, as yeah as RPG characters. Which I love. It's so rad. I, oh, I would love great? for someone to draw us like that. Yes, I would, <laughs> I would pay a pretty penny. That's an awesome logo. So what are you playing these days? What are you playing right now? Uh, these days I'm playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV and... Speaking of... It's the new hotness. It's totally the new hotness. <laughs> yeah. And actually, uh, I have a, a, a podcast under the um, under the Blood God umbrella, which is Charlie and Dropouts, which is uh, me, Victor Hunter, and Mike Williams from US Gamer talking once a month about all things Final Fantasy fourteen. And actually, our new episode just went up. Available to patrons, uh, $5 and up, if you ever want to listen. Uh, yeah, we were just kind of uh, talking about how the game has had a real influx of players lately and how that affects the chemistry of the game and the community, if at all. Mm. Because, yeah, we had, um, there's a whole, there's always that nonsense going on with Activision Blizzard, so a lot of people are understandably disillusioned with it. Yeah. Some of them have left WoW because of that. Uh, you have influencers like Gold going on to Final Fantasy XIV, which is like, hey, everyone. That's been the, one of the big ones, Yeah, right? come yeah. over and follow me. And of course, uh actually attendance really shot up around the time the pandemic started understandably so yeah it's just been more and more and more but the i have to say it's a really really fantastic game and the story for shadowbringer speaking of rpg stories is one of the best in the genre easily i keep hearing that and i'm trying to convince shelby and another friend we because you know we're busy dads like we get maybe one night a week where we play games together yes i think it'd be a really fun experience for him and i and one other person to just do the the free level 60 experience just to see and i've been trying to talk him into it okay so i this game what besides it being a great story why do you think it took so long because i know they restarted the whole series they killed the original 14 daniel dwyer has a really good video series on that at no clip but i've i've seen that excellent so why do you think it is it just because they had to find their rhythm and people have realized it's good? Or is it because, wow, they are in kind of in World of Warcraft shadow? What, what's the deep? Why do you think now? I guess you said the pandemic, but why now? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that, first of all, Final Fantasy 14 is really interesting and in that has always had a loyal fan base, um, even with 1.0, which, as you said, was an absolute disaster. But the fact that they were able to say okay we're going to fix this game please mm-hmm. we need your support please keep subscribing while we're doing this and people said okay we'll do that i actually have a, a couple of friends who are legacy players and so it's always had a very strong core and usually when you have a very strong core of a fan base it radiates oh. outwards like chernobyl and what you get are people who kind of get drawn into the hype 
you saw the same thing with Earthbound. Like back in the day, nobody knew what the hell Earthbound was, but the Starman.net community just kept going and going. Right. Hey, this is a great game. Try it, try it. <clears throat> and of course, um, Final Fantasy uh, 14, word of mouth. Like people heard about how great Shadowbringers was, how great uh, Heaven's Word was. And uh, that probably helped a lot. The free trial, the, as as much of a meme as it is, like it's not a slouch. That is a lot of game that they're giving you. Yeah, and it's you get to level sixty. It's a full it's, thing of content. It's, right? it's basically two. Wow. It's a full RPG and then some is yeah, what you're uh, getting. Okay. So yeah, that's not surprising. So I think just goodwill has been building up okay. towards the game, and hopefully it stays that way. And I think another factor I was to my client on last week, and he was talking about how with a clap, you're not stuck to. If you don't yep. like what you're playing, you can go respec pretty easy, and it's they they seem maybe to learn. Okay, wild players didn't like this, so how can we make this more accessible? But I guess it really comes down to the thing I keep hearing is it's the story. It's it's just a story driven mo that keeps hitting people. And so Shelby, I just want to know, have do I have a fish on the line with you? Like, am I <laughs> am I just? I mean, I'll I'll try anything. Sure, Famous why not? Last I mean, <laughs> you know, kind of my my yeah. play style. I'm not haven't been like big, like huge into JRPGs. So the JRPG title can sometimes skew my opinion of a game. But I like action, and I like to play yeah. where my friends are playing. So I mean, like I said, I'll try. And and I know that you have some experience yeah. with WoW, Casey, from back in the day. I have some experience with WoW, but I've never really fully bought into an MMO type game mainly because i've always been one that would want to play through the game okay that thing is now complete and i can move on to the next thing so i kind of try to limit my mmo is it because itch but it's this like could chasing be the, the dragon because it's never really done you know you're just like ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah well i mean my opinion has always been and part of the reason we started this backlog cha- this backlog podcast is because there's so many good games out there that i want to experience as much of those five star mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 experiences that right. I can. So when I find, when I stumble upon something like this, that I know could be many, many hours, I'm a little hesitant to jump all the way in all that to say, you know, I can play through the base game, get to 60. And then yeah. if I want more, I can yeah. uh, subscribe to shadow, shadow breakers. Is that shadow breakers? Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the fourth expansion. A third one is Stormblood, And then you get to shadow. Breakers. And then there's a new one coming out. Uh, and Walker in November. In November, and I'm sure yeah. you're. Hyped I, it's got to be. Oh, extremely. What, and I don't feel like there's too much gatekeeping in the Final Fantasy community either. I feel like the people are pretty. Uh, that's what I've seen so far. We'll see what happens with the WoW players infiltrating and see if they can keep the poison out. But uh, so I saw like so far what I've seen. WoW players are 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 integrating pretty good. Like good. they're. They're having fun. You have like kind of mock battles. Like the other day, I saw someone arguing about how the term the term that you, they use for guilds in Final Fantasy fourteen is free company, and the WoW players like know they're guilds and they're, no, they're called a free company. Like <laughs> shut up, cap boy, go to hell. You know, it was all in good fun. It was pretty funny. Man, I like a free oh, company awesome. um, because I think if, in our you know our future that's what the world's going to be like we're all going to represent a country uh, a company like google like we i live in the country of google <laughs> or amazon and or disney the country of amazon yeah yeah the companies the company of amazon right yeah that's 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 my free company i i, I serve under the flag of amazon <laughs> um, like the salute does that mean you get to go to space like how does that work yeah i hope so i would okay. definitely go right. yeah. do that 
I have, work your way up the ladder and you'll go to space eventually. I was talking yeah. to my wife about that and she goes, you, you'd want to go to space. I go, absolutely. Like how, how would you not want to go to space? She's like, we we're just so different. She walked out of the room. It was a weird thing. Like, I was like, how is that? Like, why would you not? It was weird. I, I let it go. I, figured... I I kind of understand because I'm scared of space. Like it's a very big vacuum yeah. that hates living things. Yeah. I don't think she's she just has zero interest. She's like whatever. Like it's just there. Like like I like space. My wife and I had a similar conversation regarding aliens recently. It was some of us around the campfire. Aliens are real. No way. Alien. There's no way aliens are real. I'm done with this conversation. Like okay. Your wife's just anti-alien stance, real hard. Okay. Well, it was it was us and another couple, and like the girls took one side, and me and the other fella took the other side, and it was pretty funny to watch the dynamics play out because before you knew it it became a conversation of like six and then all of a sudden it was two separate groups um, <laughs> yeah. the war of the aliens right. yeah. <laughs> i'm like have they seen an octopus like that that would be my yeah. response to you guys that's pretty much an alien um but <laughs> uh, aliens aside before we get alienated are do you have any games on your backlog nadia that you are trying to get through or something that's always eluded you like something for me for years that i finally beat on this podcast was Ocarina of Time. Is there anything that's Oh like, really? Is there anything that you have always wanted to get to that you just haven't found time or you you've been meaning to? Uh I would say one that get one game that comes up a lot on Blood God is Valkyrie Profile. And uh I'd love to play that, but it's a matter of finding the game. And I mean the original PlayStation game because even it hasn't really been emulated properly. Um, it hasn't. It's not in the store, the PS store, as far as I know. You have like the remakes and stuff like that, but according to Cat, those suck. So I don't know. I'm trusting her word on this one. I do want to play the original, just the original PlayStation version. Because I think I played that when it was on DS. I, I, that might be one of the remakes or, yeah, or something like that. Valkyrie Profile. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. The Covenant of the Plume. Yeah, that was one of my intros to it, and I know people love those games. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That's I remember it being really hard. Yeah, Cat uh, knows it inside out, of course. But of course. no, I have never played it. That was um, unfortunately when the PlayStation came out. Uh, despite being a massive RPG fan, I went with the N sixty four instead. Which and you got Quest sixty four? <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> that's always my no. favorite. Yeah, because not so... even I was that desperate. Oh, but yeah, eventually, so I did get a PlayStation. But by the time I got one, like a lot of God, there were a lot of RPGs that came out, so a lot of them passed me by, and I missed a lot of them. But yeah, that that was one of them. It happens, right? That's why. That's why we started again the show. It's just to go back and see if these games hold up. Like this last year, I played Secret of Mana finally on my mini SNES. Oh, really? That game does not hold up. I'm gonna be 100 <laughs> honest. Trials of Mana, very good. I, I've heard that. Yeah, like I, I mean, Secret of Mana is one of my favorite games of all time. It's a beautiful sprite game. It's got a great soundtrack. Yes. But the mechanics have not aged really well if you play mm-hmm. it on the Super Nintendo. And then I think what I, I talked to someone about this, I've talked to Shelby about this, when the the pausing of the game to do magic, like where it really makes you freeze and think, it's taking you out of it yes. too much. And I think the games have evolved. And there's a lot of old school jank on it. You know what I mean? Where you have to go talk to a random Very. person that there's no reference to. I had to watch one YouTube video <laughs> for the old lady in the town because her husband was the... Uh, person who broke into the one city near the end of the game. Oh, right. Mara, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like, wait, what? I was like, why can't I go? And it took me forever to figure out. I'm like, oh, it's her? I have to go talk to her. But 
Um, is the remake, would you say the remake is worth it compared to the, with Trial of Mana? Because I, I beat Trial of Mana this last month and I love Trials of Mana. Yeah. And I think it's a really good remake. Yeah, Trials of Mana was a really good remake. Secret of Mana was not a great remake. And one thing I will say for it though is yes, it does fix those mechanics that are kind of absolutely terrible and janky in the old game. And I just know them inside out and that's yeah. why they don't bother me at all. One really right. fantastic version that you'll get of Secret of Mana is on mobile, unfortunately. That is like the really? one place I found this particular release where they redid the graphics, they redid the translation, the mechanics have been altered to make them a little less stupid. So it's been stuck there since 2010, and I don't know if or when it's ever coming anywhere else. So phone, that's funny because I was uh, I was on the plane this week, so I was to talk about what I was playing. Um, I left, I went to California, I went on a plane. I decided to risk everything with the mm-hmm. COVID variants. I'm vaccinated though. <laughs> anyway, gambling. Um, when my son wanted to keep the Switch that weekend because he's gotten super deep into Pokemon, he started his own file, the Pokemon Sword. He's six. Ooh. Big, big, big day in the house. Big day. He chose Grookey as a starter, just like his dear old dad. Good choice. Ah. Um, but I ah. let him keep it. He and I was playing Final Fantasy V on my huh. phone, and. And and everyone gives like the new Pixel remasters a hard time being on mobile, you know, because it's oh, yeah. on Steam and mobile. The Final Fantasy V on the phone is just fine. Like it was everything I needed for the plane ride. I was entertained for two solid hours. I got to go through. I'm still going to be playing it probably mm-hmm. the next year on my phone. It gives me something to do on my phone when I want to check out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like RPGs are generally not my phones aren't my preferred platform in any situation, but for RPGs are just fine. And for that Secret of Mana remake, like I played it through, I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I would like to see it on consoles just because it's such an old mobile release that it's not formatted for iPads very well. So it looks blurry when it's blown up. One of those. Yeah, that I I wish they would patch that too. that Final Fantasy Tactics tried to do that and then they're like you can buy the ipad i'm like no i already paid 30 dollars for this one. Just, <laughs> i paid for the phone yeah version. give just yeah. give it to me come on i forgot that they used to do that god they used to have an ipad version and a phone oh. version and if you got the ipad version it worked on the phone right that was that's right. the move for all you youngsters out there that are trying to maybe do that i don't think they do that anymore now they're they realize it's, <laughs> no it's all universal yeah they're not swindling everybody like they used to <laughs> but that i wanted to play final fantasy 5 because final fantasy 5 has job classes and i've been really deep into bravely default 2 mm-hmm. but default 2 is pretty good i really like it's just the right amount of hard if that makes sense yes it is yeah i know what you mean i don't zip through it. it i have to sit and think about what i'm doing i can't just like power my way through it you have to have some strategy especially boss fights oh yeah. the bot that's what i love about it. like i can i can power through the random encounters or the encounters i see but i want a boss fight to make me think it and yes. I'm getting my money's worth nice. out of it. I'm like about 30 hours in right now. So I think I'm hoping to finish that sometime before the end of the year. There's a lot of content. In oh that my thing. God. That's the thing with me yeah. in these JRPGs. Cause I would Dragon Quest 11. I did all 160 hours. I went real deep into that and mm-hmm. I'm going to probably do that with this one. So this is going to be a long, I'll finish it in 2023. Um, Cause Pokemon Unite has ruined my life too. So I haven't played much of that yet. I have to play that. It, I've heard it's, I want to rip off the kids. You do. You do. It, and what's what's great about it is they can't talk trash to you. They just... They, I know. They, I've heard. Yeah, it's the best. I've heard that changes like the whole dynamic of everything. It makes MOBAs fun, surprisingly, and not, yeah. not toxic. 
Yeah, just take the people out of it. Yeah, it'll get better. That's funny. Speaking of taking the people out of it, you've been uh, taking people to the netherworld, correct, Shelby? Oh, yeah. No, I've been playing Spirit Fair. It's, yeah, uh, oh, yeah really? I've been enjoying it. it. It feels like a harvest, what? What was Moon, the, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley. Stardew is the one I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of. It feels like one of those, but on a boat, which is kind of cool, traveling from place to place. I wasn't expecting it to be as build your farm, grow the wheat as it is, but I'm oh, enjoying it. Yeah. Like it really has its hooks in me. Um, the overarching story is, as many know, is grappling with death and different experiences that souls have and finding their way to their eventual rest. But really the gameplay is much more um, interactive than I expected. Um, I'm really enjoying going through the process. One thing that I'm having issues with on the game is sometimes it is a little obtuse and hard to figure out exactly what you need to do next. You know, Mm kind of like we were talking about a little earlier. Um, I had a character just disappear off the ship and it's like, go talk to this character. I'm like, well, huh? Like, (laughs) well, where are they? Right. So just little things like that. But overall, I think it's a pretty good package. It obviously got a lot of splash last year, but um, yeah, pretty, pretty intriguing for me. You were playing on Game Pass, correct? I am. Yeah. Playing on Xbox. Oh, is it on Game Pass? It is. Yeah. Okay. It is. I might give it a yeah, shot. yeah. I I've been enjoying it. It's definitely something that you can relax to. Like the the first couple of hours, it's very much in that Stardew vein where you're kind of just going and checking your crops, or it's kind of a mind. You get a little bit of zen out of the game, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to put a ton of thought into it. And then as you continue in, you know, you're looking for certain resources to craft different materials that you are basically building a boat with or upgrading different facets of the rooms on your boat. So it's a mix of a lot of different great games. You know, there's many games in the growing and production of the resources. There is a little bit of putting all the homes on your boat so they fit just perfectly. It's a bunch of little aspects that fit really well together. And I think if you would have given me the elevator pitch, I would have been like, I don't know if they're all going to fit. Mm. And I think it's it's pretty yeah. well done. I'm, I'm excited to continue with it. Uh, I am not hesitating at looking at a guide. Like, if, oh, okay. <laughs> if I'm stuck and I need a resource, I will Google it. And then, oh, this doesn't come in for a couple hours. Okay, park that quest, move on to something else. Have you ugly Makes cried sense, yet? Yeah. Have I what? Have you ugly cried yet? Because that's like the the known okay. part of that game. That game hits some emotional. Here's special. the thing. I knew oh. it was coming. I knew okay. what this game was about. <laughs> I fully understood what was going on. And still, when you say goodbye to some of those characters, I felt I felt the welling of the tears in my um, eyes. And I know there's a uh, few characters that I'm definitely going to be more more emotionally tied to when you have to say goodbye. Um, but yeah, a 2d platformer that can make me well up with tears is pretty solid in my mind. That's, that's a big, big yeah. ass. Who's your favorite character right now? Who's, Ooh, who's... the toad? The toad, okay, the toad is my favorite <laughs> and, um, he likes to eat. He's always hungry. That's one okay. thing that I'm not crazy about is you constantly have to feed these animals. And it's like, look, you're staying here for free. You're dead. Yeah, you're dead. Like, <laughs> can't you just go? 
into the kitchen and make yourself something? Like the kitchen's right there, man. We're all adults here, people. Everyone just needs the chip. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to play with fire. Just, just go ahead and do it. The ramen noodles are here. All you have to do is boil the water. That's yeah. all you have to do. And you have to open the packet. That's a lot of work. <laughs> That's true. This is true. A package. Yeah. Maybe two if you want to get real wild, right? The double. No, n- now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty neat. That's a game that looks really fun. I have that on like a wish list. But again, I don't know if I want to just sob and my kids be like, oh, crack. <laughs> this game is very would be very well suited for the Switch. And I know people that own it on the Switch because I'm able to pop in, do five minutes, try to at least grab a resource that I need or check one of the tasks off the quest list. And it feels like I'm accomplishing things every time I go in and play. There's other times where I'm like, I don't want to go to the other side of the map. Okay. Mm. But before you know it, you're there and and you pick up the stuff you need pretty quickly. So I was not expecting to enjoy this game as much as I am, but ever forward, ever onward. I And I wanted to talk about something really quick before we get in the news. I, I know I've really enjoyed Axiom Verge this year. Ooh, really yeah. Dude, Tom Hap just drops Axiom Verge 2 <laughs> yeah. this week. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god, I love it. I wish more game developers did that. Be like, hey, here's a game. Like if I love when that happens. Yeah. Half-Life 3, if they just went, hey, like here it is, and did no hype for it, it would blow everybody's mind. Big games need to do more of that. And I'm I agree. Uh, good for him. And I hope people play Axiom Verge 2. And it sounds like I need to play Spirit Fair. And Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, me too. But that one, I'm definitely... definitely. So what server What server do you recommend for Final Fantasy fourteen? Uh, right now, I'm on uh, Primal, which uh, the... I don't know how to, per, how to, like... I know the world is, like, Primal, and the server is Ultros or, or something like that. But basically, Primal, that's Ultros. Where, that's where I am. I That's... That's where the I was told to go to. Okay, what what does the primal mean? Is the primal the like first server and then Ultros is like the secondary server? Was something like that? Like you have the okay. data centers and then the servers. Gotcha. I, okay. Something like that. Michael told us to go there too, Shelby. So guess what we're doing? Well, that's where we're going. Like, that's the, yeah, we're going. Let's do it. I will say that Ultros is a is a server that's hard to get into. So you're going to want to make your profile is probably a little bit later in the day when the traffic isn't so after the mad. show right now that sounds like yeah. okay, okay yeah good good, good to Basically. know okay well as we get into news here um speaking of mad uh congress is mad and coming after video game companies again but this time actually kind of maybe for the right thing the loot boxes they are starting to do mm. more investigating mm-hmm. on loot boxes and what they're doing to protect children i remember when i when you first read the title it says should avoid predatory design i was like oh god child predators and gaming that's how i read it like uh like okay get rid of voice chat like that's the issue nintendo's got that oh loot boxes yeah that's predatory by design too right but yeah definitely I don't know if how many experiences you guys have had with young children as a teacher i've had one story i had a student tell me when he was eight he had Clash of Clans. Oh, yeah. And he didn't get any Christmas presents this year because he racked up $1,000. on. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, what did your dad do? He's like, well, I got whooped and I didn't get any Christmas <laughs> presents that year. But horrible. Yeah, I'm actually wondering because, like, you guys are, like, have more contact. I don't have kids, so right. I don't really have this uh, point of view. But it feels like it's so different now because when I was a kid, it was like, oh, I want Mario 3. It costs you know, $60, yeah. however much it was. And, but once you got it, you got it. And people, you know, kids still like kind of uh, 
lord that over each other like hey i got mario 3 hey this and then hey that but it has to be different with free-to-play games because um do kids like brag about how much they spent in games, their skins and they brag about the drip skins, it's about right. as they say it's the drip how they look i'm john wick i'm ariana grande like that's gonna be the big You're thing right. right now with fortnite um i think so i think it's in like you hear kids that play call of duty talk about prestiging in things like that, but I don't know how the loot box is. I had someone tell me that Pokemon Unite's a bit pay to win, kind of, and I, I could maybe see that because you, you pay to power up your character and then you get to the higher ranks faster. Yeah. But I think that's the big thing. It's how, how your character looks and what access you got to the game, what power level you are. I I don't know. I don't think they're bragging about that. I think it's like when you get to... I, Shelby, you were deep in the Clash of Clans, weren't you, at one I point? I played me a little... No, it was Marvel... Strike. Yeah, Marvel Strike Force is Go the ahead. one that I kind of got deep in, but I, w- I didn't pay for anything. Like, I never gave them any of my okay. money, and I feel a little bit of guilty for it because I played that game a lot and probably should have at least thrown them a bone or two because, you know, support the devs, right? You know, I think that it's going to be a very tough thing for anybody to go in police right now because it is so it's it's in everything in terms of the pay to win loot box type gotcha game. Like it's in every one of the mobile games. You're seeing it in a lot of traditional games now as well. Right. I know Casey and I played Mm -hmm. a little bit of that dodgeball game um oh, knockout knock city out yeah and you know it was free for the first couple of weeks then they went paid and it's ripe with skins and loot boxes and all that stuff so i think it's mm-hmm. going to be hard to put the genie back in the bottle if you will on this one and it's going to be no easy feat for anyone yeah i think the game company is going to say the parents can turn off the credit card it needs to be i think th- if I- i'm assuming if i put on my lawyer hat and I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on TV. Yeah. Uh, it would be that, well, parents have the option to take their credit card off. There's barriers to entry for this. And that parents should monitor their kids' internet use. At the same time, you should give the kids access to some of the stuff. Like, you can make, like, a really, really rare skin and make it a loot box thing. And it's also the percents. I think that's actually the big thing because that's right. It's the gambling. Right. Like, I, you yeah. have a less than 1%. They need to show you have a 3%, you have a 5%. Like, they can't. Uh, I play a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes right. on my phone, too. And that will show yeah. you, like, you have a 3% chance to pull a 5-star. So it's like, uh, okay, I'm going to save. Yeah. And if you keep doing that, that set pull it goes up to like 3.5 or, or 8 sometime right i think that's fair but yeah i don't think i think congress is barking up a tree that they're it's just for looks they're not going to make any change here i mean you, i you you would hope that they're able to come in and well i mean maybe you do maybe you don't they, you know you don't really want government mm-hmm. in the fair market in some perspectives i don't, but at the I don't same want to tell me what you to know, do yeah but we also <laughs> but... don't want our children on slot machines and you know there's an argument there yeah. as well right or do we <laughs> i'm just saying i think <laughs> But yeah, that's you know, how living. Degenerate gambler is a job class. I think it should be a <laughs> right. No, there you go. I think I think that's as parents, job. it's our job to protect their kids too, and that's the thing too. But kids need to know it's gambling, and and parents need to know it's gambling. It's straight up gambling. You're gambling. You're gambling. Yeah, right. 
and I'm all for gambling. I personally think it should be legal everywhere. I'm a big, if you want to do that with your money, do whatever you want. Whoa, taking a stand. I like it. If that's a hot stand to take, it's weird. Again, it goes back to JRPGs. Like I would love, in Dragon Quest, the casino is the, one of the best things. I'll spend many hours in the casino. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you can't save scum that's in life, I though, right? I mean, you can't. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Speaking of yet, <laughs> yet, yeah, once upload my consciousness to the AI. Uh, speaking of scum, Diablo Four director gets the boot. How's that for a segue? Oh, wah, wah, wah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on at Blizzard Activision. Uh, they're cleaning house because of all the allegations and people coming forward about the horrible workplace that was, and the misogyny that was very heavy in that company. And I know I have a lot of people that are excited for Diablo Four. Uh, this obviously will push this back even farther. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I want everyone to make their bets right now. Speaking of gambling, when's Diablo 4 going to come out? What's your year now with this happening with them losing the director? Well, I mean, I would hope this game is somewhat near completion at this point, right? I mean, it's yeah. got to be close. I don't know what their slated timeline was prior to this firing, but I want to say it was scheduled for twenty this year or next year wasn't it i think about that i i'm so, saying 2025 oh no no i i, I <laughs> yes <laughs> we should be oh, alive at 2025 that's that's a long ways away uh i i wouldn't be so yeah i think it comes out in 2022 i mean they, they've been on the hype train for a while i want to say 2022 as well but have we not had a, a target release date for that no, game? Really? We've been really coy about really? it, right? They were like, "We're working on it, we're doing stuff," and then and then they went at BlizzCon. The big thing was, "Okay, we're going to get news," and then they dropped Diablo Immortals, the phone game, which did get delayed. Everyone's been mm-hmm. waiting for the Diablo phone game to come out, <laughs> right? And this is just more. I think this is a really bad time for Blizzard. I know, like Osmond Gold was talking about, a yeah. lot of people were talking about. Uh, that they're they're not making content for a while anymore. I know a lot of Pierce has spoken out many times about misogyny in the workplace too, and it, and for some streamers that like the worry is this will kill my stream, but not really because if you have a big stream, they're coming to watch you find another game you love, and if people are watching you for the one game, build a different community, and it's like kill your livelihood. If you have 25,000 mm-hmm. subs a month, your livelihood's okay. Like, what kind of lifestyle are you living to, <laughs> you know, like, that that does not have money for Puckers you? Puckers and blow every Yeah, night. yeah. <laughs> so, I I think uh, this is just, we're going to see way, I think Overwatch 2 is going to get a big delay. I think it's just going to be more and more and more. I think I've already heard about Overwatch 2 being yeah. delayed. Like, so I, I think that Blizzard might be, you know what, 2023 feels a little more feasible because I think Blizzard might be putting some things on hold just to sort out the horrific mess of their own making oh. that they are in. Uh, in terms of not making content for WoW, is that something recent or is it just they've been slacking on WoW lately? Uh, well, I'm talking streamers not making WoW content oh, okay. because they, they're sick of the company as a game, like right. as a whole and what they stand for. They're like, I'm not going to play this game anymore. I'm not making content for this game. But I think that goes right back to your point, Nadia, right? They have much bigger issues that they need to take on rather yeah. than getting something out the door. Because, I mean, let's yeah. say Diablo 4 is out tomorrow. Surprise! Like, like we were saying earlier, whether it's too, good or great. bad, like Blizzard has such a 
negative connotation in the games industry right now that I can't imagine anything can come out and reach the heights that it may deserve at this point. Yeah, they need absolutely. to do some work internally before they see a success come. They can't afford a bad game. No, like they can't. It, it just it would be the the twist of the knife, right? Like that because they're in the games business. I know that there's a bigger issue, and I'm all for it. I have a daughter. You Shelby has two daughters. Like we are definitely. I want my daughter to be able to work at any place, and not be harassed, and make my blood boil. At the same time, if you're making games, you have to come out with a great game. You you can't fumble mm-hmm. at this point. If you're on the tightrope, like it's. You're over fire. There's alligators in the fire. That's what my mental like <laughs> image is. Fire gators. Yes, it's the name of this episode. Really think it'll be a long time before we see Diablo, and I think we're moving to Activision getting bought out, maybe by someone mm-hmm. else. But something that does make a lot of people happy, Marvel. I know one person in this group, especially. Hey-o. So there's a Marvel XCOM game coming, and oh, yes. right, yeah. Uh, Jeff Grubb, he's uh, doing Grub Snacks for Giant Bomb. He was talking about it. So there's no real Avengers in this. The big story is you kind of make your own superheroes, and it's not anything mainline. And it's really XCOM. It's more XCOM-y with just superhero skins and superhero play, but it plays like XCOM. Uh, I love this idea. I mm-hmm. love that they're saying, hey, make your own guy and come into the world, and you're experiencing that. Or make a group of guys. Make your own little team right, of superheroes. Uh I we gotten really into uh, tabletop role playing this last year, like with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I know Shelby's yeah. really excited for the Marvel. There's a Marvel tabletop coming that Marvel's putting a lot of money into, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for the Avatar one. But I think XCOM and Marvel could be a really good marriage in storytelling. And I don't know, is this something that's on your radar, Shelby? Oh yeah, I mean XCOM. I really enjoyed the past games in the series. I didn't play the most recent release, but you know, that in the Marvel universe, I'd be totally down for that. And yeah. you know, your main character is probably going to be your own character build, right? You get those JR or not JRPG, but RPG elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of work your character over time, which is nice. And then, you know, you're going to have the opportunity to pick up some of these chess pieces, right? Oh, look, right. here comes Iron Man halfway through your first <laughs> battle, right? Yeah, it's yeah. happening. You're definitely going to be able to play those characters to some extent. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. In fact, I'm more intrigued now because you really get to buy in and create that character over the course of a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're focusing on the darker elements was what uh, Grub talked about. So there's going to be vampires and I don't know. If, and he's like, I don't know if that means blade or that blade universe. People cool, forget though. blade is, Blade's like the first awesome uh, Marvel movie. If yeah. everyone really wants to get down to like when Marvel made a good superhero movie. Yeah, it, it the didn't start one. with Spider-Man. No, Wesley Snipes. That was the better. I was better than the first Spider-Man. Dude, Spider-Man everybody loves Tobey Maguire dancing as Spider-Man in the streets. We all know this. Is that, that the is third true. one? I think it is, yeah. That's so bad. That one's so bad. <laughs> Who puts Topher Grace as Venom? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> like... I'm like, no, I'm not scared of that guy. Like, no, 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 no. If I can sit on him and beat him up, I'm not. That's not Venom. <laughs> you, can, hey? you can sit on Venom and beat him up is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That Venom, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> Just that particular Venom. No, Tom Hardy uh, Venom, I'm not. I'm not messing with Tom Hardy Venom. No, that's, Venom. that's a good good philosophy. <laughs> you know, I also question if anyone had issues with any of these mainline characters not being playable or dying in a match. Are you talking, about, are you talking about the big mouse? 
I'm talking about the big mouse. Yeah, <laughs> okay, the big okay. mouse. Yeah, I mean, we've heard rumors of them being a little difficult on some past franchises that they own, obviously. So that could be at play here. It might not. Yeah. But, with, yeah. What was Marvel versus Capcom, right? Or yeah. Well, I was thinking. I yeah. was thinking Star Wars. I was thinking oh. Star Wars Battlefront one or one right right where they wouldn't allow you to change the skins of characters they found the workaround hence loot boxes and then that's oh. really what came out with such bad press in the beginning well the big the last one with marvel versus capcom was they uh infinite you couldn't show infinite. a marvel character losing in the commercials oh really yeah oh. they were really they had some a lot of weird... oh really is that why the cinemas all sucked yeah i i think i think okay. i think maybe it's a way not to deal with the mouse to be perfectly honest with you to make your own superhero yeah. and then put us in that world but the real question is okay as we move into our final segment it's a great segue i have now two random questions and shall be able to do a random card question all right what's your superpower if you had a superpower what is your superpower i Honestly, I don't think Aquaman is lame. I think it's really cool to be able to, to swim underwater and breathe underwater and talk to dolphins. I think that's cool. I'm sorry. That's what I want to do. Just dolphins, though? Oh my gosh. All of them. O- octopi, man. I want to have a conversation <laughs> with an octopus. Yeah. Like, what planet did you come from? I, yeah, right? Where are you from? Right. Back, good full circle. And obviously, he <laughs> yeah. would tell us the secrets of life. I would love the talk to animals ability. I think it's very underrated. Just be full Dr. Mm-hmm. Doolittle. Um, I think Wolverine's Druids. got it best though. You just you don't die. Sign me up for that one too. But then you have to live that forever. Would get old after a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You'd be on the Fine. boat in Spirit Fair, just like take me back, please. No, I'd be cool. I'd I'd I'd, I'd post up somewhere where no one could find me, and I would just be left alone. And I'd have a nice little garden. Maybe watch the news. So here what happens when the heat death of the universe occurs and you can't die? Mm. I, by that time, I'm hoping we'll find a new planet, dude. Then you're floating or in, if space I'm in space. For yeah, Ooh, yeah. Bleed. That's a little. Rough. Well, I think Logan does die. That's not his power. He's not immortal. Immortal. There are immortals. Okay. With there's a, the whole movie coming about about them. But no, Logan's is he just has high regenerative. So that's why in that movie, Logan, he has some type of advanced leaking metal cancer from the, the claws but he's like a 200 years old or something like that or how old let me to the he's internet old. he's real old he's a boomer he's a boomer. He is, he's a super boomer <laughs> that's how old he is oh wait apologies to all boomers out there he's 197 <laughs> years old i was right when he dies wow. in wow. that, that movie you're three years off. We're going to dock those points on your scorecard. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind and of... He's Canadian. Yeah, he is true. Uh, except in Pride of the X-Men when they made him Australian. That was awful. Oh, that's right. And I don't know why they did that. That's a horrible... Yeah, no, he's one of the best Canadians and Alex Trebek. Those are my two favorite Canadians by far. <laughs> Isn't uh, Ryan Reynolds Canadian Oh, yeah. As well? And he's Canadian, Canadian yeah. as well. I think he's He dated Alanis Morissette, another Canadian. You say he's related to Alanis Morissette. And now he's married to Blake Lively. He, they used to be together a long Wait, time ago. what? Okay. Yeah, oh, Google that. Right. That sounds like a very Canadian thing to happen. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the most Canadian te- thing Man, to happen. No Minus uh, a jacket, a Canadian tuxedo. Sorry, I had to... <laughs> I think they wore those in the Olympics for the closing I ceremony. think I saw something where they, I, they did that. Yeah. I love it. Did they really? Yes. That is my epic. My knowledge well of... Well done. Well done. No, as an American, I want to move. Oh, to Canada? That's, really that's nice a solid superpower. I just think of Trailer Park Boys, and that's my form of reference for Canada. I'm like, okay, solid, solid. 
that's pretty accurate for some parts of it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, Especially on the, yeah, in the Maritimes. Yeah. My answer for super uh, superpower is teleportation. Oh, there you for go. For sure. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, teleportation. Did you guys ever see that movie that came out, uh, Jumper? It was like early on. With no. Wasn't a great movie. David but... Gordon Lovitz? Uh, no, that's Looper. Yeah, that's Looper. That's what I am thinking. You're thinking of Looper. That one was decent too. The problem with teleportation, though, is it makes me think of The Jaunt by Stephen King. Ooh, I haven't read that. Have you ever? One. No. Okay, well, read it, and you might change your mind about teleportation. Oh, was that right? The jumper you're talking about. I know why I didn't see it because it had Hayden Christensen in it, and he is a bad actor. Oh man, that's why I liked it so oh. much. Hayden, oh come on now, come on. It's not bad. He tried. He tried. JPEG. He tried. You know what? He he did the best. He did sure. the best he could with what he had, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's not like uh, it's not like Lucas knows how to direct. It's <laughs> l- let's be honest here. True. Because when you, when you look back at those scenes where they're tr- where Anakin's trying to woo Padme, you can't tell me that professional actors wanted to act like that, and they weren't told to act a very specific way when they said uh, maybe we should do it this way. George, he didn't say shut up and do it the way I said. Right. <laughs> Natalie Portman definitely knows how to act and she yes. should have listened, done what she wanted. That that's You're absolutely right. We all need to know the truth that George Lucas needs Spielberg to make good movies. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. hard. Well, and some of the dialogue in those love scenes. I don't think anyone's convinced. <sighs> oh yeah, these people are in love. Like the lines that were like, really? Come on. Yeah, I'm haunted by the kiss you should never have given me. Like that's haunted me since I saw it in the theaters. <laughs> I nearly yelled at the screen. What are you doing? Yeah, that. No. Okay, our next random question for me, because we were talking about the gas station earlier, and you mentioned the Snickers. What's your go-to gas station treat candy bar? Like, if you're going to a gas station, what are you oh. grabbing? Oh, so we're talking mm-hmm. about candy bars specifically? Like, oh, we, yeah, we can do specific candy bars, sure. Okay, sure. All right. My, my fat kids knows no bad. I'm more of a sweets guy, normally. But I think if I'm going chocolate bar and I'm at a gas station, I, I can't turn down and whatchamacallit. I mean, it's a classic. That's a great choice. People great, don't see it coming. And then boom, here you go. <laughs> don't see it coming. No one suspects the whatchamacallit. Yeah. No, nobody. No. Nobody. They're so good. They're so good. People look at you and they're like, you realize they have real candy here, right? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's the best choice, Shelby. That's actually my go-to is the whatchamacallit. Is really? Yeah. I will always be like sold they have they have a new one that's peanut butter instead of caramel it's um it's like what you would call it but it's, it has a little bit of a different name uh i'll look it up here and it's like yeah. what about you not here uh it's kind of funny because the chocolate situation here is much different from the states where i think hershey's has some kind of monopoly going on over there whereas up here we have like cadbury yes so my favorite oh. uh chocolate bar is actually i don't know if it's from nestle or cadbury it's it's a very it's a canadian thing called a coffee crisp and it's uh i've heard of coffee crisp i know yeah yeah so it's kind of like a mocha sort of flaky chocolate bar it's very very good i'm not a fan of coffee things at all but just the balance of chocolate and mocha and the wafers it's a really 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 nice little chocolate bar and if i want to make my cavities scream i go for a crunchy which is another actually i think it's like more of a commonwealth bar where it's a sponge toffee covered in chocolate it's really good for you now and it's like in a yellow yeah, wrapper, kind of right? yellow shiny wrapper, yellow and yeah. red. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen those. I've seen. I know those. Those are, I think, a Nestle product. Yeah, down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't bad. Um, it was a who's the other one I was talking about that they make now. It's called the who's a what's it with peanut butter, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. uh, instead of caramel. And it's I, again 
solid choice. I'm I'm with you on a whatchamacallit. Um I like I, I like a wafer cookie type too, like a Kit Kat. Yeah. Kit Kats are also a great You can't go too. wrong with a Kit Kat. Kit Kat chunkies mm-hmm. are really good. Uh actually over here you can get them in different flavors too. Like our Kit Kat selection's a lot more robust for some reason up here. Is it like the Japan mm-hmm. style where Japan has like it, it's crazy? It's not flavors. nearly okay. as as like that, but like you can get like a green tea Kit Kat, just go into a a grocery store and grab one, right. no problem. We get the white chocolate here, and that's about it, which is disappointing. That is a little disappointing. No, we have all sorts of flavors like cookies and cream and hazelnut. And mm-hmm. every time I, I go to like a, yeah. a PAX or something, I bring a bunch of uh, Canadian chocolate. I bring especially coffee crisps. Cat uh, is a big fan of wine gums, which are oh hard to nice. chew but really tasty. You know, Kit Kat's the no- number one selling candy bar during Halloween. Yeah, just about every year. It yeah, really? it's usually it's always like top three, if not predominantly number one. They're I perfect. do have to say, uh, my perf- my uh, favorite American chocolate bar that I can't really find up here except in sketchy dollar stores is Payday. I, I like yes. Payday a lot. Good call. Uh, someone, someone the other day goes to me. You know, Payday is just to skin Baby Ruth. I was like, <laughs> what did you just say to me? And you, and then I thought about that, I mean, and I was like, they're right. They are right. It's not. It's not right. It's just the baby root oh. the chocolate. But skin, skin did you have to put it that way? <laughs> I know that was kind of where I was. I remember I'm sitting in the car and like the day had gone on. And I go skin baby root. Like it came back to me and it had been in the back of my head. I was like, that's a great way to describe it, though. You're never gonna look at a payday another way the same way again, man. It's over. No, for you. no. I that's I went to the convenience store the other day and I walked by. I was like, skin baby root. Maybe <laughs> I thought about having it. I thought about having it. You know, it's a good chocolate bar, or a candy bar, really, because it's no chocolate. It is. It they're they're good it, with the peanuts and the caramel. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just the ultimate fat kid right now. I'm trying not to eat sugar. <laughs> I've got back from my trip, and we was <laughs> Shelby. Why don't you hit us with the random card for our final random question? Random question. I have not read this before. Okay, We're not gonna, this is okay. gonna be. Let's do this one. <laughs> How much would you have to be paid to spend a year in jail? Hmm. Mm. A lot. That's tough. A lot. Yeah. Do I get my regular life back or do I get all the consequences of going to jail where I can't do certain jobs? Like, is it just mm-hmm. you have, and then how, what type of jail? That's true. And am I going to Rikers? Because <laughs> that's not, not a place I really want to go to. Can I go, if I can go to the place Martha Stewart went to, psh, I'll do it for like 50,000. No, actually, no. I do it for uh, 200,000. Jelly out of crab apples. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a club. What do they call it? Club fed. That's what they call it instead of club med. Where you yeah, just, club fed. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably a million bucks. I think would be my number. I'd take a million. Would you? I, I think I'd have to go above. I think I'd have to be more than a million. Like I want to be able to retire to spend three hundred and sixty-five days in a confined room. Like I don't know That's about true. that. But I mean, then we just live through the COVID pandemic. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, jail might be a little worse than that. That's right. very this much <laughs> accurate. Accurate, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I would, I would say, I want to be able to come out and just be like, okay, I don't really need to worry about work anymore. Or my family, which whatever that mm. number would be, so five million, five million. Could That's fair. Do it. Yeah. yeah, I, I could. I'd be if there's okay no ceiling. Why put a ceiling? What well, is it getting taxed? That's the other question I have. How much <laughs> am I? Is this just straight out? You walk in, you walk out. Um, um, 
it only came with one question. There's no details on the back or anything. I got it. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. If I ship someone in the prison, do I get more time or am I yes, just definitely, See, definitely. It's like the orange fact is the that new you black. had to ask that is a little scary, dude. You gotta set your. Hey, listen, it's the jungle there, bro. You gotta survive. Well, I think there's still laws that you. True. Right. I think laws still apply in a jail of all places. Maybe, but you know, I gotta. You gotta establish dominant. And if I don't kill him, right? Maybe I just give him a nice one to the leg, you know? All right. Well, I think that's it for us tonight, Shelby. Yes, it is. Thank you for being with us, Nadia. No problem. My pleasure. Really Thanks for having appreciate me. it. And where yeah. can uh, our listeners find more of you? Uh, basically, you can find me uh, with Ashley Blood God. Uh, you can look us up on Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Blood God Pod. And we have uh, a whole bunch of stuff for different tiers, like the $5 tier, you get the Charlene Dropouts podcast that I mentioned. And uh, $10 tier, you get um, things like our Pantheon of the Blood God, which goes over classic RPGs and determines which ones deserve to be enshrined in the Pantheon and, and all of that. We also have Summer of the Rings, which is Kat and I talking about the Lord of the Rings movies and uh, coming up on that. We're doing The Hobbit this month, too. So oh, we nice. finally we surrendered and decided, OK, we're doing The Hobbit. <laughs> and well, that'll be next. all the Good. descriptions you said are listed below in our podcast. And people, if you want to find that, can just click the links and get more Nadia, including your Twitter. Yeah. Yes, Twitter is at oh, Nadia cool. Oxford. Good, good. Well, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate you being on. Mm-hmm. No problem. Thank in you. In that description, if you want more of us, you can follow us on the social channels. They are in that description, as mentioned. We have a Discord going on as well. Come chat with us. We're talking games and other internet happenings. And please leave us a review of five stars if you would be so kind. That is a wrap for us this week. We are out. Twitter game.